Come learn about St. Charles. We've got a lot to share with new businesses and things to do. A good time isn't rare. It's going to be so much fun. And hold on, we're not done. Stay up to date with Nick and Nate. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Nick and Nate update. I'm Nate. And I'm Nick. And we're going to be having a fantastic episode as we're going to dive into the fine art show. So normally we talk with our organizers, Sue McDowell and Chris Preved, talk about the show. But now we're going to kind of switch it up this year and talk to our astounding artists that participate in the show. So we brought in Phil Troyer and Carrie Jameson to talk about their experience with the fine art show, as well as talk about some of their art. So uh, Phil, Carrie, welcome to the podcast. How are you guys doing this morning? Really good. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, great. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Of course. Well, let's start first with talking about you guys. So can you tell us a bit about yourself? So uh, Carrie, we'll start with you. So where you're from and what do you like to uh, do art-wise? So, uh, I'm currently living in Hillsborough, Wisconsin. I've been here about 10 years. Um, I grew up in Southern Wisconsin though, and I was born in New Mexico. So uh, really, it's really fun to compare kind of the, the landscape from New Mexico to Wisconsin. And I really enjoy incorporating that in my art artwork and really um, enjoy studying the nature here in this area. Um, and as far as my artwork, what I like to do is um, I'm a full-time painter. I'm a fine art painter. And uh, my passion for painting really started at a really early age and art in general. I was like one of those kids who was like painting on everything all the time on like walls and lampshades. <laughs> my mom was always, <laughs> always getting in trouble. And I was like, well, I need more paper in the house. You know, so, <laughs> I just, I couldn't stop my creativity as a kid. So, um, yeah, so it really started at a young age for me. Yeah. So, you know, you, you know, you started as a kid, you know, so where did you kind of uh, get that passion from? Was it, you know, just because you had that creativity or, you know, was there something that kind of inspired you to start, you know, drawing and painting? Um, really? Yeah. I was born with it. I really say it was something within me that had this need to create and yeah. to um, look the world around me and, and imagine it differently. And uh, so really, yeah, I think I just always from a young age, but then I uh, really got serious about painting in high school. And then when I went to college, that really opened up painting in a totally different way for me. Um, and I just really fell in love with it that way. Um, and as far as like, um, I also sell fine art prints um, and my passion for like fine art prints and selling them is my true belief within myself that um, good art should be available for everyone. Um, really beautiful, high quality art. Yeah. And that's something you can come to like my booth at the art fair and you'll see is like I have beautiful high quality artwork for five dollars in the form of a greeting card that you could that you could hang or I have a $35 print or $55 print or even gorgeous like custom canvases that look like originals that are only like $300 versus $3,000 you know so um, I, just, I love the availability of fine art prints and I love the creativity of painting and I really love how you can make a painting out of the most humblest materials you know just pencil paint and canvas. So yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yeah. And I love that, you know, you have the background with the the owl back there because oh. it's just it's <laughs> kind of showcase some of your art here. So I think that's just so cool and shows your talent as well. So, you know, did you, you know, go to school at any point to kind of, you know, develop your 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 skills and skill set or are you mostly self-taught? Like, you know, where'd you kind of get the, the skills uh, as you grew through your uh, art experience? Oh, thanks for asking. Yeah, um, I definitely, you know, the skill set is like, I feel like art is something that you have to really develop your entire life. It's not a skill that you just, you know, have when you are born, like you definitely will have raw talent, but you do need to hone those skills. Um, so I did go to fine art school. I went to UW-Milwaukee, Peck School of the Arts. Um, I studied there for five years and received three degrees in fine art. 
Um, I have a degree in painting and drawing, in fiber sculpture, and in art history. Okay. And, um, you know, what kind of draws you, because, you know, I, I kind of looked through some of your art and stuff, like, uh, what kind of draws you to drawing nature and, like, you know, your style is, you know, I, I kind of did a deep dive and was able to find an article that uh, you participate in, and you talked about, like, modern nature and kind of that style. Can you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. And thank you so much for doing the research ahead of time. That's so nice. <laughs> of course. Um, <laughs> so yeah, as far as nature, I'm just, I've always been fascinated by nature ever since I was a young girl. Um, my mom would take us on these amazing nature hikes and camping. And I was fortunate enough to live on a farm in Southern Wisconsin. So I was very connected to it growing up. I mean, we just spent hours and hours out in the fields. And it really started one day just being like, well, what is that bird? You know, like, and it was a goldfinch. And I was like, that is so beautiful and so fascinating. The more I studied it, the more enthralled I became and the more I studied nature, the more connected I saw all these things. And I just thought, this is so fascinating and something I could study my entire life and never truly understand fully and never know it all. So it's something that, you know, I have such a passion for because it just keeps me challenged and it keeps me learning. Yeah. Um, and as far as um, modern nature goes, I wanted to create art that was um, my own. And um, for me, I have very modern sides of my personality. I have very traditional aspects of my personality. So taking black and white modern abstract painting and putting traditional painting over the top of it, um, for me, really, really was my own voice in, in the fine art world. And then also combining my love of drawing with my love of painting. Um, so my, my work is black and white acrylic paint, then hand-drawn pencil, and a hand paint over the pencil. So three different layers of hand-drawing and painting. Um, I also love a great challenge, and my um, average painting is like anywhere from 300 to 3,000 hours to paint. So they're wow. they're really involved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So lots of lots of sitting, you know. Or do you like try to you know stand up during that time, you know, and try to you know stand up while drawing, or is it mostly like sitting and drawing, or <laughs> definitely both? Yeah, whatever comfortable <laughs> in the moment. Yeah, but yes. my favorite days are days that I can paint for like 12 hours straight, and I'm just totally immersed in it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and, you know, beyond, you know, painting and drawing, like, are there any other art forms that you practice? Like, do you do like any sculpting? Do you do writing? Like anything else that you kind of practice too? Oh, absolutely. I feel like as artists, we're all very creative minded and probably have done every art form at some point. Um, but my, my second love is sculpture. I actually went to college to, to do sculpture. Oh, cool. and, yeah. And then I took my first painting class and I was like, oh shoot, this is such a huge challenge. And I, again, painting is something I feel like I could paint my whole life and never master. And I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta do this because this is going to be, you're going to keep me passionate my whole life because it's always going to be kind of elusive to me. So. Yeah, absolutely. So um, that brings us to the end of uh, Carrie's part. But before we do that, actually, we got a silly question for you. So are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> All right, perfect. So, you know, if you had to pick a bird that you've drawn that best describes your personality, which bird would it be and why? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a good one. Um, my husband, Phil, is always telling me that I remind him of a wren. Uh, because okay. they're, they're really small and they're really sassy and they're really loud. So, <laughs> I, so I guess that's my personality. <laughs> okay, perfect. Well, now we're going to flip the questions over to Phil. So Nick, all yours. Yeah. So let's start off. Have you always, uh, you know, resided in Hillsborough, Wisconsin? Is that where you're originally from? Um, no, I lived here about 10 years with okay. Carrie. Um, I grew up in Broadhead, Wisconsin, which is a little town just south of Madison. Okay. Okay. And, but I've uh, always been a Wisconsin guy. <laughs> <laughs> and how long have you been working with jewelry for? Um, about twenty years now. Yeah. Twenty years. Yeah. Yeah. If you include the 
like a few years in college when I was when I was starting out. Yeah, it's been 20 years. Okay. And so what, where did that passion for working with jewelry, where did that stem from? Did it start when you were, like you said, you were starting in college? Did it start before that? Um, I'd say the jewelry aspect of it uh, really took off in college. Uh, I took a jewelry course in high school. And to be honest, I really didn't like it. <laughs> but um, once I got to college and uh, got involved with the great professors that I had there, um, they really helped nurture that uh, you know, that creative aspect of the jewelry. And I, I really loved learning uh, the materials and kind of one of the things that draws me to jewelry um, is you, you can kind of predict how things are going to turn out um, in a certain way. I mean, there's, there's always happy accidents. Mm -hmm. um, but once you learn the materials, you can, you can almost uh, put down on paper exactly how you want something to turn out. And if you, if you're right in your techniques and everything, you can get it to, to look almost exactly like, like you hoped it would. Sure, sure. So were, was there other, I guess, art forms that you were practicing before jewelry? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was drawing and uh, doing a lot of drawing. That was probably my second love was drawing. And uh, and just, um, you know, in college, you got to take a little bit of everything. Sure. And uh, I, I really got involved in ceramics my senior year. Okay. And it's probably good that it that I waited until I was a senior to do ceramics. Otherwise, I would have gone <laughs> road too and okay. it, would, it would have been a little too much do you still ever like find yourself so working with ceramics outside of uh, outside of jewelry um no not really not really yeah. i guess i was happy to to do that when i was in college and then just let it rest there <laughs> yeah. so where did where does your inspiration uh you know from your work where does that come from does it come from you know any uh, you know specific artists does it come from you know experiences can you talk a little bit about that yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot of my, the art that I'm drawn to, um, I think of like Tom Utek, who is a, a painter. Um, and he, he just, he creates these, these worlds of, um, just like pristine natural beauty in great abundance. Like there'll be 300 birds on one canvas painting. And it's just, uh, it's just like art with spirit that you can feel. And, and there's always a, uh, a tone of of nature or mother earth in in the art that i'm drawn to and um and if you can add a cultural element to that whether it's native american or old celtic culture and any culture that that has a, a deep connection with with nature and and that kind of thing i'm i'm drawn to that and inspired by that gotcha. and i i saw that you know you work a lot with uh, sterling silver is that correct Yep. What type of, uh, I guess, jewelry is your favorite to, you know, create? Is it, you know, necklaces? Is it rings? Is it bracelets? What What do you enjoy crafting the most? Yeah, um, probably bracelets. Because um, I make big, chunky bracelets. And uh, <laughs> there's there's a lot of real estate there to, to do uh, the kind of design that I like. Sure. Um, I, I do a lot of, like... Um, Pacific Northwest style influence stuff. I, I never copy anybody's design. It's all my own design, but I would say that I'm heavily influenced by that style of artwork. And one of the reasons is I like to incorporate um, a lot of the stories and the mythology that goes along with that. So each each bracelet will tell a story kind yeah. of, uh, yeah. 
and what it's about and everything. And, you know, I, I have to ask uh, about your shop. Where did the name Thunder Sky Jewelry come from? Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted something elemental and, and dramatic. Um, I like I like to make big, chunky jewelry that's <laughs> kind of dramatic. So, yeah, that and, um, and just my, uh, my connection with Native culture and so forth. Great. And, you know, I have another silly question for you. What, I guess, crystal or gemstone or material best describes your personality? My first, I would, I would probably have to say azurite. Okay. Azurite is, uh, it's like my favorite color. It's like this brilliant blue. Okay. Um, and it comes in so many forms. It can be crystalline or, you know, it just, it, it feels like me. I have to wear so many hats as a small business <laughs> owner and an artist. Sure. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is the necklaces that you guys are wearing right now, are those made of azurite at all? Or are those, those kind of look a little bit more tur turquoise-ish? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, okay. they are turquoise. Yeah. Okay. Those are still <laughs> amazing. So I love those pieces. Thanks. Oh, I'm trying to like figure it out. I'm trying to show you his, his amazing bracelet. The giant bracelet too. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. That's fancy. Yeah. Wow. Definitely a perk to <laughs> being a wife of a jeweler. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, well, that will wrap up our part one here as we got to talk to uh, Carrie and uh, Phil about them a little bit. Um, we're going to take a short break here to go talk, talk about some branded messages, and then we'll come back to talk about the fine art show. So stick around, everyone. We'll be right back. everyone welcome to the break between the podcast it's nate and nick and we're going to be thanking some of our sponsors for their support of the saint charles fine art show here during the break between the podcast so we got five of them of our amazing sponsors here so nick why don't you kick us off with the first one yeah nate let's start off with saint charles chrysler dodge jeep and ram whether you're looking for a new or used vehicle saint charles chrysler dodge jeep and ram has a large selection of cars to choose from they have helped many customers throughout the Chicagoland area, helping them find the car of their dreams. Their website makes researching vehicles fast and convenient, making it a great resource to help you find the perfect fit. Head to their website at stcharlescdj.com or stop by their location at 1611 East Main Street in St. Charles to find your new vehicle today. Excellent job, Nick. So I'm going to do the second one, which is McNally's HVAC. Summer is right around the corner, and of course you'll want your heating and cooling system ready for all kinds of weather, especially with this spring. It's been all sorts of crazy. So McNally's Heating and Cooling has over 25 years of experience serving St. Charles and the surrounding community, making them the leaders in the Fox Valley in residential heating and cooling services. There's no such thing as a job that is too big or too small for their experienced team, so call 630-363-9067 to set up an appointment and feel confident that your home is getting the quality service it deserves. Yeah, because I can't recommend these guys enough. So, Nick, what do we got next on the sponsor list? Yeah, so up next is McGrath Honda. Looking to get a new vehicle? Look no further than McGrath Honda, the premier Illinois Honda dealer, where they have a huge selection of new and used vehicles and have experienced staff that can help you find the car that is perfect for you. They make it easy to get all the available information so you can feel confident that you're making the right purchase. Stop by their location at 4075 East Main Street in St. Charles for a test drive today. 
Excellent job, Nick. So we're going to continue on to the next one, our fourth uh, sponsor here, which is St. Charles Bank and Trust. And I always love getting to recommend these guys because I personally use them for my savings, and I can't recommend them enough. You know, they have incredible customer service. Their app is so easy to use to track my savings and check my expenditures to make sure that I'm staying on budget. And I love getting to stop into their location here in St. Charles because they're always so friendly, always so happy to help you with every with whatever I need. So, you know, if you're looking to put your savings into St. Charles Bank and Trust and looking for a place to grow your finances, then St. Charles Bank and Trust is the place to go. All right, next, so hit us with our last sponsor here for the break between the podcast. Yeah, so for the last sponsor, we have Theriel Booth, LLC. Theriel Booth is a leading area law firm located in downtown St. Charles. For better or worse, there are just times you need an attorney. Whether you're involved in a work injury or an automobile crash, selling a home or planning for your estate after your passing, Theriel Booth is here for you. Give them a call to set up a no-cost consultation at 630-526-4242 or reach out via their website at www.tbfirm.com. Excellent job, Nick. And thank you all again for listening to our Break Between the Podcast here. Uh, really, we just want to thank all the sponsors here for their support, as without their support, this event wouldn't be possible. So thank you all so much. Let's get right back into the podcast to find out what's up. St. Charles. All right, everyone, welcome back to the podcast. We're going to now go into talking about the art show. So, um, you know, Phil, Carrie, let's talk about your guys' experiences with the fine art show. So, you know, I you know saw, Carrie, that you, you know were part of, you know, four fine art shows and fairs in the Midwest, you know, kind of before you first started, like, getting heavily into shows. So was the St. Charles Fine Arts Show, you know, a part of that original four, or was that something that was added later? later or, yeah, yeah let's start there. Absolutely part of our, our first four, and okay. uh, it was a wonderful experience. Uh, I think it was the first year we did it, it was a huge storm, and, but before the storm came in, it was like we had two beautiful hours of the show, and the patronage within that two hours was just astounding to us, and how that event was organized, we were just blown away, so we knew we had to like keep coming back every year after that because it was so good. Yeah. So, so was that the first fine art show like ever in St. Charles that you guys are at? Like, were you guys at the first one or which one did you guys kind of join in at? Gosh, I think we've been doing uh, it since 2010. Okay. Right? The show had yeah. been going for, for a while before we joined, yeah. okay. but it was our, our personal first outdoor art fair that we ever did. Yeah. So okay. it's very yeah. special to us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, no, we're so happy that you guys could join it and, you know, continue to be a part of it right now. So, um, you know, what kind of drew you to the uh, St. Charles Fine Arts Show? Um, we we were, it was recommended to us. Uh, we were talking to a lot of other artists and uh, it came highly recommended. And um, we have uh, aunt and uncle that live in the area my aunt and uncle and they said oh st charles puts on a really nice art fair you guys should uh apply to that so <laughs> you okay. know being young artists and you know not you know just kind of going by word of mouth and and what people recommended and stuff so absolutely ended do, up there do you guys have any you know favorite moments you've had while you know participating in the st charles fine art show any notable things that come to mind 
I yeah, I have one or a couple actually, and that's seeing my wife Carrie win Best in Show a couple times. <laughs> Congratulations <laughs> like too. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that it's so thrilling to have your your life's work recognized in that way. And uh see so yeah, that was a really beautiful moment. And um I would also say just like uh the patrons, like I've had people come in my booth and tell me they've purchased artwork for their loved ones who are like in nursing homes or recovering from illness. Um, and just like the joy that that's brought them. And for me, being able to hear that um, at an art show is, is amazing. So, and just the, the fact that people feel comfortable enough coming in and sharing personal stories with us really is special. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, what, what do you guys think uh, separates the St. Charles Fine Art Show, maybe from other art shows that you've participated in? How is it different? How is it unique? Yeah, they, they treat us like family there. I mean, honestly, and um, they've got a really great patron program um, mm -hmm. that they work hard throughout the year. Uh, Chris and Sue do a great job organizing. There's a, there's always a big band of, of volunteers that are, are happy and, you know, willing to be there. And that, that helps a lot. And so it, it's, it's just overall a great experience. You know, we feel like we're important when we're there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. And they treat us like professionals, which is so nice. You know, we do about 18 to 20 art fairs a year for the past, I don't know, 15 years wow. or so. Yeah. So to, for us to say that we love this show and, you know, that really means something because, again, they do treat us like professionals. Um, they they are so kind and generous and supportive. And but at the same time, like they, they're there to get things done and everything is run very efficiently. So we really appreciate that. Yep. Yep. And I want to kind of go back. I know we were talking a little bit about, you know, where you guys get your inspiration from with your art before, but I, I do want to ask, you know, for a young artist, is there any advice that you guys have, you know, if, you know, they're having trouble sparking inspiration. They're just starting off. Do you have any advice for any young artists out there? I would say try different art, art mediums, try different art forms. You know, like I was saying before, um, I went to college originally for sculpture and then fell in love with painting. And had I not been open-minded trying different art forms, I never would have found that lifelong love and inspiration. Yeah. And I would say um, get, get involved in the face-to-face -face stuff. Go to an art show go to a gallery you know there's so much is online now or, or on our phones um sometimes we kind of forget about there's that whole other world of face to face out there and uh i, I think supporting that and getting involved in that is really important I, I know for myself personally whenever i come back from a weekend of doing an art show um my my motivation to create is like so much higher or you feel rejuvenated yeah yeah exactly just being around that that energy and and so forth yeah absolutely and to, to kind of go on that point of like you know being the the face-to-face -face at the art shows you know um this one's a kind of a blend of a silly question too is so you know at the shows like have you guys ever been like sad or emotional about like you know giving or selling one of the pieces at the show like i've been like ah oh, that's gonna go to a great home Oh, oh, <laughs> uh, for me personally no I've never felt that uh, for me my greatest thing as an artist is to bring joy to someone and I think it is the most amazing um, feeling that someone would want to spend that amount of money to look at something that I created every day 
And so that painting is for them. It's for other people. It's for their joy. My joy is creation is it's creating the painting. So I'm always so grateful when it sells and just thrilled that it's going to hopefully impact someone in a good way. Absolutely. And yeah. Oops, I'm sorry. I, I, yeah, go I, ahead, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm extremely grateful too that that people appreciate my work enough to to want it to want to make it part of their personal collection. Um, there there was a couple pieces that hurt a little bit, and that was uh, right when we were starting off doing art shows, and we were, you know, broke young artists trying to make it work, and we had to sell a couple of carries like personal jewelry pieces that I had made for her for gifts. Oh, and yeah, she, she was wearing them at the art show and people would be like, how much is that one? You know, <laughs> we're just like, any way we can make money. It's like, okay, it's sell it off your neck if you have to. <laughs> for sure. Well, yeah. you had the, the personal uh, mannequin slash model, model to show it off. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So what, what goes all into exhibiting an art show is like, what kind of preparation goes into that? What's the, what's the process? Gosh, thank you for asking that. I feel like that's something that a lot of people don't consider um, because it is so time involved. Like it takes months and months and months of preparation to do an art fair. You know, we have, we have hundreds of hours into creating our art. Um, we have to, you know, jury in ahead of time to get into these shows, tons of images, tons of paperwork. You finally get accepted, you pay your booth fees. And then some of us drive, you know, sometimes I know some people 13 hours is to get to an art show one way, you know, and then you have to navigate getting to your spot and check in and then unloading everything. My booth takes four hours just to set up. And then we have also has had Phil's booth. So we're there sometimes six hours at the night before trying to set up, you know, and then coming in early in the morning at like seven in the morning to finish setting up. And then we're not, we don't get to leave till like seven or eight o'clock at night sometimes. And then we're back at it again. And then we have to take everything down and then drive home. So it's, it's very involved. Yeah. It's a full day. Definitely yeah. a full yeah, day. Yeah. 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 Physically demanding weekend for sure. Yeah. Thank goodness I had Phil because I couldn't do it myself. I mean, lifting the tent poles and stuff are incredibly heavy. So. Well, I know we're, you know, super excited to have both of you guys in, you know, participating in the art show this year. Are there any pieces that either of you have that you're, you know, extra excited to show off? Yeah, I'm like so excited. I have a new Eastern Bluebird um, painting. It has five bluebirds, it's a little family in a birch forest. And it took 3,200 hours and three years to paint. Wow. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to, to show it to the people of St. Charles community. So. Yep, and I've got a, got a couple of uh, new necklaces that I've been working on. One with uh, Ethiopian opals that uh, is pretty special. I mean, I... I love opals and, and, and the fire that they, that they create, but uh, that's probably the piece that I'm most excited about. Well, we're super excited to see, you know, everything that you guys are, you know, will have on display. If people want to view your work before the art show to see kind of what you guys do, how can they do so? Do you guys have a website, social media? Absolutely. Um, they can view um, all of my work on Etsy. I think I have over 260 items on my Etsy right now. Um, and then Instagram and Facebook. No, and I've got uh, Instagram and Facebook is probably the best way to view my current stuff. Um, it's uh, Thunder Sky Jewelry. And uh, I do have an Etsy shop as well, but there's there's not too much on there. I, I try to keep the bulk of my inventory for our show season. Sure. Okay, perfect. 
Well, awesome job, guys. You've made it through our gauntlet of questions. So we just got one more for you. You know, is there anything that you'd like to say to the St. Charles community before we wrap up here? Oh, thank you. Yes, thank you very much for your support and patronage over the years. And uh, just keeping a a beautiful town, a beautiful place to come back to. We, We really look forward to it, having that space along the river. And, and, you know, it's just an awesome place to be. Yes. So thank you. We love you guys. You're amazing. Amazing patrons. Yeah. Well, we love having you guys in the show. You know, it's always great to see you guys there. And we're so excited to have you back this year. Can't wait to see you guys for, you know, in person again. So, um, you know, with that, everyone, that'll wrap up our segment here. We're going to have one more segment after this just to go talk about the day of and all of the great things which you can see um, at the Fine Art Show. So thank you all again. We'll be right back for these messages. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, it's Nate and hope you all have been enjoying our episode so far. Thank you all again for listening as we interviewed Carrie and Phil about the St. Charles Fine Art Show. These two are our phenomenal artists, so if you get a chance at the St. Charles Fine Art Show to come check them out, make sure to do so. So again, the event will be on the Saturday and Sunday of Memorial Day weekend um, and it'll go from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. on the Saturday and then 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. on the Sunday of Memorial Day weekend. This year's Fine Art Show is going to be phenomenal as always as we're going to have over 100 juried artists bringing their art to Riverside Avenue for that weekend. These 100 artists are also phenomenal because they will be showing off their art in a variety of mediums. So there'll be artists that will be showing off their woodworking, their sculptures, their drawing and painting like Carrie or their jewelry like Phil. So if you want to check out some amazing fine art artists that will be here just for a weekend, come down to the show. We're also going to have some other fantastic uh, activities around here on Riverside. We're going to have live music uh, from Pollyanna and Flagship and so much more. So if you want to check out some of those fun activities, make sure to check out our website at www.stcharlesfineartshow.com. We also hope that you can patronize some of our businesses as some of them will be hosting deals, events, and specials during the Memorial Day weekend. So if you want to find those, you can also check that out all on the website as well. So we hope that you can come out to the Fine Art Show. It's going to be a phenomenal event, and I already know that the weather is going to be perfect. Knock on wood. (laughs) But I hope you all can get a chance to come out. Make sure to mark it on your calendars. And, of course, follow the event on Facebook if you want to get some updates. So thank you all again for listening. It's the Nick and Nate Update. update.